Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Two Smoking Right Friends podcast, a podcast where two random nerds try to write their own Doctor Who movie. I'm Connor. And I'm Mark Wahlberg. Hello. Oh great. You're not you're not at all the person I wanted to talk to. Who do you want to talk to? I mean, not Mark Wahlberg. God, Mark Wahlberg, you're such a terrible human. I am, I am. Thank you. Remember that hate crime you did and got went to prison for? You know what? Let's pretend I wasn't Mark Wahlberg because I don't, I don't really, <laughs> I realise I don't actually know a lot about him at all. Um, no, I'm Harry. You don't know Hello, about everyone. his hate crime and how he went to prison for basically <gasps> blinding a guy. Fucking, did he really? Practically, I didn't know yeah. this. Like, Shit. How do you mean? We spoke, we've definitely spoken about this before. Damn. Oh, yeah. But I mean, what a piece of crap. It's like the most well-known thing about Mark Wahlberg. Shit. That's that kind of and, you know, he's buff. Yeah, he's quite buff, to be fair. Yeah, huh. yeah definitely. He also um, once said that... Um, well, he was at, well, meant to be on one of the flying uh, planes for, uh, around 9-11, apparently. Yeah, yeah I knew that. Um, and he also says that uh, if he was on the plane, uh, 9-11 wouldn't have happened. Oh, Jesus Christ, what a So, love. you know, all-round great guy, isn't he? What a lovely man. Is it? Where is it? It's not, is it even on his... In, in June 1986, a then 15-year-old Wahlberg and three friends traced after three black children while yelling, kill the N-word, kill the N-word, and throwing rocks at them. Oh, he can get in the bin then. Um, it's, uh, another racially charged incident. Then 16-year-old assaulted a middle-aged Vietnamese American man on the street, calling him a Vietnam fucking shit, and knocked him unconscious with a large wooden stick. Uh, another Vietnamese American punching him in the eye. <laughs> um, was arrested and returned to the scene of the first assault. He told police officers, I'll tell you now that's the motherfucker whose head I split. Wow, Mark Wahlberg, great. Later, Wahlberg would explain that he was on PCP at the time. Jesus. Terrible guy um, and a terrible actor. Lots of, lots of racism stuff. Uh, was charged with attempted murder. Why is um, he still getting cast in things? Because this was before he was famous. Oh, yeah. Right, okay. This all happened before he was famous. He went to prison um, and then he, he kind of got his start as a, an underwear model. Hey, you know, I think I just found a Transformer. Extremely... He was extremely fit, obviously, which he still is. Um, and he also then had Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. You know his 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 um hip hop period. Jesus Christ! And then he, be- yeah, advertising. And he became an actor. Question: This is kind of related, but it's more of a segue. You know, we covered the Transformers films way yeah. back when. Did we cover the yeah. Mark Wahlberg ones? No, we never did. Okay. We did the first three and that was it. We always said we were going to come back to them, but maybe when it's close to the new one coming out. Yeah, it's start of a new trilogy, though. They confirmed. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is quite exciting. Yeah. And also, still talking about there's going to be an animated film. Yeah, that'll be good. Well, I hope that'll be good. It's going to be a prequel animated film, and if it looks, I think I think they're going to try and make it look like the beginning of Bumblebee looked. So, yeah, I mean that's the way they should go about it. To be fair, yeah, the beginning also, of Bumblebee's um, great. Hmm. The beginning yeah, of Bumblebee's great. Yeah, it's great. Um, also, um, Mark Wahlberg and uh, Joaquin Phoenix were both considered for the roles in uh, the main roles in Brokeback Mountain, but both were uncomfortable with the film sex scenes. Jesus. So, you know, Heath Ledger and Jay Gyllenhaal stood up and were like, we'll do it. Yeah, I've we'll never totally seen that pretend to have sex, each other, sex with each other on screen. It's supposed to be a great film, to be fair. It is. It's a fantastic film. <laughs> um, This is film-related. Did Well, is it well, kind of. No. Um, did you hear about John Williams coming back to score the theme for Obi-Wan? Mm-hmm. Got, conf- got confirmed yesterday. That's very exciting. 
Yeah, it is. I mean, I don't think any of his last three Star Wars trans- soundtracks were very good, but like there's some good stuff in there. But yeah, I think I overall think... they're forgettable. Yeah, I think apart from Ray's theme, um, and, and maybe the, um, the I think Resistance theme is alright. Yeah, I also like the theme. Well, and not really a theme, Kyleran's but little bit. Yeah, it's not really a theme, but the the seat the piece of music from. Um, Last Jedi, where Ray and Kylo kind of team up against the the, uh, the the big red guys. I can't remember what they were called. I did like enjoy the Last Jedi soundtrack, but it does it's if if you're like going into like proper how music should like is used in films and that, and how films are scored, like based on like that that YouTuber I watched. It yeah. is all over the place as a soundtrack, like theme wise. Like it uses the force theme like all the time. Yeah. Like to the point where it lists it's almost like they're trying to make the force theme more like the main theme for Star Wars now when originally it was supposed to just be like Obi Wan's theme, really. Yeah, I guess it kinda used it to a point where it Because it, it... don't like don't get me wrong, I love the it... No, everyone does. I say it's used in all the trailers. Yeah, and like, everyone loves the everyone loves the Force theme. Like it always, you know, no matter how many times I'll watch like a New Hope, for example, or even Revenge of the Sith, and you hear the music and that you see the two sons and Luke kind of staring out. It always, you know, it always makes my hair stand on end. But at the same time, I feel like the last year I used it to a point where it just became a bit ineffective. Like I don't. In a, it, in it, a sense. Obviously, it became. It became the Force theme, like, but originally it was written to be Obi Wan's theme. Yeah, I'm. I'm very interested to hear but because of if it, the way it's yeah. used for the binary sunset scene. The only reason it's in that scene is because George Lucas was like, "I like that music. Put it there." Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Apparently, that's the only reason it's in that scene. See, I'm. I'm very interested to hear if that theme will be incorporated into Obi-Wan's new theme. I assume it would be. I mean, I assume it will be, because it's incorporated. It's in every Star Wars thing in some way. Is it in Mando, though? And, like, Book of Boba Fett? It's, def- it's definitely used in both of those, yes. <laughs> Shit. Oh, yeah, obviously. Dumbass. But yeah. I don't know if it's in the first season of Mandalorian. It might be, but I don't think it is in the first season. It might be when Grogu first uses the Force in Mando One. I I don't think it is. It's not in because it's definitely because that's in what that's only in the second episode and there's no Force stuff on the official on the official soundtracks. Because remember that's when they release soundtracks for every episode. Yeah, you're right. And I've definitely listened to all of those. So. <laughs> mm. Yeah. How this isn't a Star Wars podcast. It's not. I just I just saw it last night and I got very excited because obviously, you know, Star Wars is great. Cool. I mean, if it's a good theme, yeah. Like I hope I hope so, and I also hope, you know, I'm sure it will be. Obviously, but I I, I want, I really hope Obi Wan's good, because I'm so excited for it. Because you imagine if it's just not good at all. Well, I've saw a thing where it's going to be like I saw a thing that said that it's funny because most Star Wars fans might end up being disappointed by the show because it's like they they have all again all these expectations for who the character is, and yeah. like Obi Wan's not a main character; he never has been. Yeah. In every single appearance he's made, he's a side character. Yep. <laughs> That's true. Actually, I've never thought of it like that. Yeah, he isn't. He isn't a main character. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm he is, like, he kind of he's interpreted as, as a main character because he's there like with the main characters, but he's not really. Yeah, and I think obviously it's another case as well of. I don't get me wrong; I've done it, and we, you know, we've actively spoke about how excited we are for it. But it's yeah. a case of a lot of people are are very could very much be overhyping it. So I think I'm gonna try. It's, it, at the same time, it's kind of why I'm happy they haven't released a trailer yet. So my expectation isn't. It's just kind of simmering at the moment because there's nothing to know about it. All we've got is a poster, and a release date, and some and some casting. So, you know, it's 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 very much a case of just having to kind of sit and wait, which is kind of simmering my expectations a little bit. 
which I think is a good thing. I think it's but, just going to be similar to me with like Book of Boba Fett. I went into that with no expectations. I just wanted to see more of the character. So. Yeah, I think that's going to... I want that to be my mindset when going into this one. Because that's absolutely all I'm thinking about when it comes to the Obi-Wan series. I'm not being like, ooh, Darth Vader, ooh, all this stuff. I just want to see more of Obi-Wan. Like, yeah, same. Obi-Wan, like, Obi-Wan's my main into... kind of thing, thing with it. Yeah, throw him into an adventure. I want to see how that goes. But, like, I don't... I'm not overthinking it. I'm not getting, like... Oh, I'm not thinking about things I want to see. I'm just, like, yeah. I just want to watch the Obi-Wan show, you know? Yeah, I'm also not thinking of it as well in terms of, like... Oh, what could this mean? Could this link to the future? Nothing like that. Because it's very clear, at least at the moment, it's very much a limited thing. He's coming back for this thing probably won't do anymore. I mean, you never know, he might, but... There's also... I don't think there's... There's not really a lot of that in Star Wars where it's like, oh, this big future thing. I mean, there is a little bit in, like, the Mandalorian and Boba Fett shows, but, like, there there, there never really is too much of that what does this mean for the future stuff in Star Wars. Yeah. And I definitely think this is, like, an event. This isn't gonna be anything bigger than that. I mean, it might... I mean, everyone loves loves the character enough, but I also feel like they we don't need to see too much of him. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like I feel like if we see this and it's a really good series, it's six episodes and everyone loves it. Don't get me wrong; at the end of it, as much as I would want to see more, at the same time, I'd rather them do a six episode limited thing where it's really really good and then leave it so that they don't over milk the character kind of thing or overuse the character I should say over milk but it, yeah, there's also a point of the fact that this this is the only time period in Obi-Wan's life that's not really been explored aside from pre, pre uh, like pre uh, the Phantom Menace and that wouldn't be Ewan McGregor, McGregor if they were to do that yeah true I guess they've... so this this they can't then be like oh we're gonna make three seasons of obi-wan in uh, like between episode three and four it just doesn't work because there's not that much he does in that time as far as we know yeah it's not a huge time period this already takes place was it 10 years after yeah so what it's and that's only like seven years before episode four so oh why did i always think like that yeah why did i always think it was 30 years is it 17 or something it's definitely not because luke's definitely not 30 in the beginning of star wars (laughs) Oh shit! Yeah, it's thirty years between episode six and episode seven. That's what I was thinking. I always of. thought it was only nineteen years between episode. I think it's it's either seventeen years or nineteen years between episode uh, three and four. Right, okay, Luke is yeah. like a, a young a young man. He's not he's not a thirty year old being like, oh, I want to go to Toshi Station and play with my friends. <laughs> I want to go to the Toshi Station and get some power converters. Yeah, no, I guess I guess and as well. He wants to go and hang out I with guess, his friends. He wants to go and have some have a drink with his friends. And I guess I guess that's a good point you've just made as well in terms of like there's not a lot yes, there's there's room to explore what he's done on those seventeen years, but at the same time he his primary mission is to stay on Tatooine and to look after Luke. And he's always gonna and end up he'll always end up in the same place because of how a new hope starts. There's not a lot of wiggle room in terms yeah. of how and long also, he can be away. Um, and also, spoilers for Rebels, he also has to kill Darth Maul in that time. Yep. I don't think Darth Maul will show up in this show either. I hope not. I don't want to. make no I think, sense. I think, like, things like, I saw some people on Twitter saying, oh, like, there was a there was a rumour that Bail Organa's going to make an appearance, and everyone's really surprised. And I was like, no, I think out of everyone, that would probably be the one that I'd most expect to show up. I think. Yeah, aside from... I mean, it does then just, like, it adds less weight to some of the lines and stuff like that. That's the only thing. It's like with Darth Vader showing up, if Obi-Wan and Darth Vader face off against each other, it does feel like it adds less weight to when Vader in Episode Four is like, I feel a presence I've not felt since. Like, and it feels like more... It'll feel less impactful. It's like, oh, I felt this seven years ago. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I get that. You know, it's a bit... I, You know what I mean? Like, I would rather... I'd rather... Obi-Wan and Vader don't meet in this series, but we already know been like we've basically been told that's going to happen. 
Yeah, and I mean, you know, I, I feel the same, but at the same time, you obviously, you can see why they're going to do it as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think out of everyone, I think Balogana's the one that makes me go, oh, okay, he's obviously gone off world for something because of him. Something like that. Cause that's, yeah. Cause that's Maybe. The big, yeah, because that's the big thing as well, what's going to draw him off world. Because, obviously... It's also the, the other thing of... Um... That's another thing that will add a little less weight to the line in episode four, which is when uh, Princess Leia in that message says, years ago you served my father in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Which he didn't, really, because... Because <laughs> as, as, as well, you don't want the reason yeah, look, he goes yeah. off world to be anything to do with Luke Skywalker, because then it, again, it, won't it, kind of, it ruins the... No, but I know, but then... Like I'm saying, like it would ruin the originals in that respect because obviously Darth Vader doesn't really. You never really get that inkling that he knows until Empire. Yeah, well, um, I, I mean, we're definitely not going to have any Darth Vader knowing of Luke in in this story. Like, if they do that, then that kind of you know ruin the the originals really. Yeah, not like ruin it. Not not be like, oh, this is ruined Star Wars. Look, I'm not I'm saying that, but it would be like. If in even if Vader knows that there's someone like force sensitive on Tatooine, that's like that would make no sense. Yeah, it because would definitely like, take okay, away from. But the why didn't he just go and kill them? <laughs> exactly, it would take like, away from the impact for sure. Like in terms of, I, like... I also think that's probably the reason why it will take why Obi Wan's probably going to go off world for this series because then it's like if we want him to face Vader because that's we want what fans a lot of fans will want to see. But we can't let Vader know that Luke's on Tatooine or that Obi Wan is is on Tatooine in the first place. Yeah, because then he'll immediately go, "Well, why has he chose there of all places?" I nearly said, yeah. "I nearly said um, Aunt Owen and Uncle Baru," but um, <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Owen and Aunt Baru, I feel like they're going to be in a scene in the first episode or the last episode at most. I don't think there's going to be. There's going to be like some scene where, where like. Uncle Owen's gone into some town or something like that, or like he's near where Obi Wan is, and Obi Wan tries to talk to him. And he's like, "Stay away from us." Yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, it, that's the kind trouble. of um, that's the kind of way he acts in um, Episode Four, or the kind of when he talks about Obi Wan. Then he's like, "He was just, I don't like him. Stay away from him." Yeah, get fucked, um, mate. Even though we don't really know why. Maybe this will explain it. Maybe they'll be good friends until something happens. I mean, I wouldn't mind knowing why, I'll be honest, but then at the same time, like, because it, well, it is always... We also... Maybe Obi-Wan has an affair with Baru. <laughs> and they stay married just to keep Luke in a stable home, but Owen is like, he never wants to see Obi-Wan again. And it ruins it ruins yeah. their marriage. They never, they're never happy, but they stay together for Luke. I mean, yeah, because Obi-Wan's <laughs> on Tatooine, and he's just like, look, I just... I just can't be fucking bothered anymore. I just and he just goes up to he goes up to the Skywalker Ranch and he's like, "Oh, Baru, Skywalker Ranch." That's that's yeah. I'm where thinking they, of George Lucas' they, house. Yeah, I was gonna say where they edit. That's not his house. It's like, is it not? I swear it's it was a studio his fucking house. It's a studio. Fuck. Do you know he what it was? Skywalker right? Ranch, so everyone could work on things there. It's a it's a it's where Skywalker Sound is based. I think it's because I watched an episode. Have you ever watched the Chef Show on Netflix? Uh, bits and pieces. There's an episode where John Favreau goes to Skywalker Ranch and they they cook in there, and it and it's a yeah. part of Skywalker Ranch that looks like a house. And I think that's why I got confused. I was like, oh, it's a house. Oh no, there's probably there's probably bits you can stay in. There's probably like a communal kitchen and stuff like that as well. Yeah, but it's no, it's not George Lucas's home. <laughs> You can that's visit should... Skywalker Ranch. So that's what we should do. That's what we should do for when we go around to writing a Star Wars story. It's Obi Wan in the real world at Skywalker Ranch meeting George Lucas. That sounds awful. I don't yeah, even want to write that. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, well, it was worth. A go. I, wouldn't get, I wouldn't. I wouldn't accept money to write that. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I wouldn't sell out like that. Well, I thought it was a good idea. Maybe I'd write it in my own time. Oh, you do that. I've got my own Obi Wan story I want to write in my own time if I ever get to it. You know, you know what though, and I've said this to you so many times. I want you to write that just so because I, I want to read it. I want to sit down and actually uh, read it. I don't have the time. 
Oh no, but I'm hoping one day. I'm still you do. writing another story that's over a million words. I need to finish that first. No, I know, but I'm hoping one day you do because it is a story that we spoke. I think we spoke about it on the podcast as well, but it's a story well, I very much like. We haven't because I don't want anyone to know what my story is because I, 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 it's unique. It's very unique to my my sensibility. <laughs> like, yeah, it is. It is, but it's also not. In a, in a sense, it's not unrealistic in terms of where the story goes. I mean, I think it is, but <laughs> that's fair. Each to their own. I mean, I can t- just based on characters that show up. I think it's not, and characters that team up. I think it's not something you would ever see from Star Wars ever. If it is, yeah, then I'll be damned. But <laughs> that's why it's fucking. That's why it's fucking brilliant. That's why I love it. It's great. It's it's like the best team up movie you'd ever ask for. Yeah, it really is. Or team up series. But enough of that. Let's I not hope... tease them. I mean, I'm not teasing them. It's it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> you'll never know it. The audience, never you'll know. never know it. They'll never know. But we know. But you'll never know. Yeah. But we'll start, we, we need to write something else first. Yeah, we do. Let's go back. So, as you would have heard last week, we started to figure out and got quite a lot of crucial plot points in for our third act of our Doctor Who movie. Um, we've kind of paused the scene by scene stuff for the moment, just while we kind of get some ideas down and how we get to those points. Um, yeah, that's all I had to say. Yeah, as a, as opposed to writing scenes, we need to figure out what the scenes are gonna be. We can't just you know, as in we don't we need us we need to know where this is going. Like, yeah, this to is... get to that, we know where it's going to get but we don't know how we're going to get there and I don't want to plan it backwards I just want to naturally think, figure out how we're going to get there exactly because whereas with you know Acts 1 and Act 2 we had a rough idea but we also kind of did a lot on the spot I think you know the third act is definitely something that you you need to have an idea for sure you can't just kind of oh you know let's throw this in there fuck it as you go you want to you want to pre-plan yeah. Well, with, with the second act, we knew a lot of what was going to happen. We knew they were going to go to the past. We knew they were going to get split up. We knew Alex was going to go to the future. And we knew that the Doctor was going to talk to himself. Yeah. Like, and we just had to figure out how to make all those things flow. And that was, I think we did it. But with this one, we just know the outcome. We don't know how to get there. So what do we, what, what, let's recap. What notes have you got written down for the third act so far? Oh. It's just a big paragraph of everything that happens between the Doctor and Davros, and then the fact that the goal, the main goal, is for them to get to the TARDIS before Davros can get inside it. Yeah. And we already know that we're going to have it that they get there just as the TARDIS is reappearing. Yep. Hmm. Um, but we also need them to stumble upon an experiment happening at the same time, which is obviously the, the human Dalek thing. Yeah, so because Act Two would have ended, they come back to the present. They have they had that little chat, and then they go off to run. And now we need we need the human experiment kind of stuff to happen between now and them coming across the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. Um, because naturally, I think I mentioned it last week, but it is very Smith and Jones. You know, naturally, you would have it that they're making their way to where they need to go, but you know, they then see a Dalek or, or some, you know, some form of henchman to the point they have to kind of retreat without them being seen and that's how they stumble across this kind of human Dalek experiment. But then again, is, is that, that yeah. too... Is that too kind of expected? Well, it shouldn't be a Dalek because we don't know the Dalek... They have Daleks in this time yet. No, yeah, sorry, not like a Dalek, but you know what I mean, like It'd a... Be like the guards or something. Yeah, a for, a form of antagonist. Yeah, just like the security guards. <laughs> um, With like rifles, I don't know. Um, not rifles, but it's England. I don't know if security guards are walking around with guns in museums. You know, I don't know. I don't think, I don't they, think do. they do. <laughs> yeah, not, I'd re- it's not an embassy. <laughs> yeah, true. Because then... Cause then would you think them kind of, you know, they, they're running down the corridor, they see a guard, they kind of hide behind a corner and go, right, let's go this way instead. Is that is that That's just a bit too thinking, easy? Yeah. Or 
Yeah. I, it is easy, but then again, it doesn't have to be complicated, does it? It doesn't have to be too... No, yeah. So, you know, the, yeah, so we can have a scene where, the, you know, they run down the corridor, the doctor stops them, he goes, someone's coming, quick, hide behind, you know, go around this corner. They see guards going past, they go, right, we need to try and figure out another way to get there. So they go down a different route, and that can be where they end up in our kind of, you know, the doctor uses his sonic to get through yeah. a door. We could have, there's a commotion, obviously there was commotion going on where we had the Doctor and Alex, you know, running away from an office and being chased by guards until they got to a restricted area that they hid in. Um, we could yeah. say that then the guards are currently evacuating, not like evacuating, but basically saying museum's closed, you know. Yeah, that would make sense. The, out, out, and then there's, that's, there's like a commotion and then they've got to try and kind of work their way through that as well. If it was a video game, it'd be easier to write, but it's not, so... <laughs> no, no, but I like the idea as well, because I feel like you should cut then to... This This is more thinking on the kind of editing side of it, um, which I know is not something we, we're thinking about, but you would then cut to a throwaway shot of Alex's kind of group from uni being escorted out as well, kind of thing. Oh, yeah, re remembering they're still there. Yeah, exactly. The teacher, the, teacher, the, uh, the leader of the group being like, "Where's, where's John and Alex?" <laughs> yeah, because to be fair, I, I like the idea of, of you know them, you know, being chased by the guards before they get to the experiment, and then kind of having to get their way from from A of the museum to B, and having to wade kind of through the kind of um, crowds that are leaving, and that's how they end up in this kind of human experiment area. Because you know, we're also we're kind. We're opening Alex up to bullying and bullying from her classmates when she eventually goes back. Because what she disappeared mean? with John Smith, everyone's going to think she was getting off of him or something. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point, isn't it? No, I mean, no, it's not a good point. It's just a joke. Oh, I thought you were serious? I don't think anyone's going to come away from our film and be like, "Oh, poor Alex, she's going to get bullied now." It's university. <sighs> yeah, you don't you really get say, bullied oh, in home. university. I went home. I got bored. I went home. <laughs> I got bored. You John were all Smith, fucking John Smith boring. Got arrested. <laughs> well, yeah. To be fair, she's gonna come back without John Smith. So if anything, she's gonna look like she's fucking murdered him. And he'll just be <gasps> disappeared. He'll never come back. He'll never, and he'll never be seen from again. I oh, know he he will. He'll go and resign. Fair. No, I think that's the respectful thing to do as well. It's all it's all stuff that doesn't need to be in there. It's all implied. Yeah, exactly. Make your own minds up, guys. But no, yeah, yeah I like so then the I like yeah, yeah. I I like the kind of wading through the crowd because then even though it's still easy, it kind of just adds a bit more kind of um, I don't know. It just adds a bit. It just adds a bit more than them just kind of running down a corridor and stumbling across this experiment. Yeah, no, of course, I have them, like, moving through the crowd and realising that the guards are, like, kind of there. They can't be seen trying to sneak around into a hallway or something like that. Yeah. Like, the guards could be actively kind of just... not Maybe not looking for them, but kind of, you know, more attentive than usual. They, you can tell they've been put on some form of alert. Yeah. Well, I remember, as far as the Davros know, um, they use the Vortex Manipulator and I don't know where they are, so... <laughs> Yeah. No, as far as they know, they use the TARDIS and they don't know where they are. True. But then... It's even weirder when the TARDIS returns and... <laughs> You'd, I'd still say they'd Not be on alert. Start. Yeah, no, no, they would. They could be, yeah, 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 yeah. No, of course. At least, yeah, um, not on, like, high alert, like, but, like, you know, basically they're like, yeah, clear out the museum, just... Yeah, just get everyone out. We want this place to be completely secure. Yeah. So, you know, the, the Doctor is... Yeah, so the doctor, doctor and Alex can go from that scene when they first arrive. They go right, let's get to, let's get to, blah blah blah. And they start making their way through the museum and start to see that guards are slowly starting to escort everyone in the museum out. So they have to kind of guards make like, their... like we're saying it's funny because we're saying guards like museums are just full of guards, <laughs> guards and yeah, attendants. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. And Employees. Yeah, just trying to get everyone out. So they have to kind of slyly navigate their way through the crowds in order to get to the other side of the museum. And then the next thing can be... Closed. Uh, need to weave way through the crowds. Move 
through the crowds and get in somewhere or into the museum without being seen. And they have them like, I don't know, I can't remember exact the exact layout of the entrance, but have them like sneaking off towards like a, a door that's like, you know, marked employees only or something. Yeah, exactly. Because they can't just walk straight through a crowd and then because there'll be guards standing there, there'll be people standing there, they'll be like, oh, you can't be here. So it'd be like a video game if you walk through and it would like, you'd, you'd get spotted and then it'd be like, oh no, you got you got to do stealth. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be quite sly. And then like the doctor would kind of slyly use his sonic to open the employee door. Alex need to get to get, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, <laughs> basically, um, get to an employee door. Obviously, Sonic's the door. You know they they the Sonic. They go through on through the back. Now, would you say when they shut the door, they're immediately in this kind of experiment bit, or would they still need to? Kind no, of I don't think it would be right it. off the entrance. I think they need to move. Yeah, move down. So they could start making their way down kind of the next corridor. It was kind of empty. The doctor's like, right, come on, we've got to be quick. And as they're the kind of... Like, we need to... Well, I mean, the, the doctor will then will say, we need to get back to that restricted area because that's where the TARDIS will be. Yeah, and as they're going, the doctor kind of notices something from the corner of his eye and goes, wait, let's go, Maybe. let's go through here. We need to get back to that restricted area. That's where the TARDIS is. It could be a matter of Maybe there is, like, one guard walking down the hallway who's like, Oi, you ain't supposed to be here. Yeah. Like, Wait, you're those guys. Oh, I found them. And it could be, like, a guard from earlier that we've, we've got the same actor, obviously, so... Yeah. We recognise him, and then they're like, Oh, shit. Yeah. Spot a guard man who is like, Oi, you, you those people from before. Boy, you people. He could try to use his um, like radio thing to communicate to tell the other guys or tell Davros, and then the Doctor could sonic it, and it could like not blow up, but kind of spark in his face or something. Yeah, enough to kind of kind of daze him. Well, enough to feel like there's some action actually happening as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the guard could be annoyed and be like, "Oh, throws his throws his radio down and chases after them." He could be quite a big guy as well. We'll get like um, Dave Batista to play him. <laughs> Yeah, Dave Batista. Yeah, yeah, and that's the cover photo for this episode as well. Just Dave Batista is it's a security guard, but Dave Batista's face. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll do it. Either him or like who else is that big and beefy? Arnold, get well, Arnold. The rock, but no one likes to rock. No, he's not big and beefy anymore. He's flabby. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why does no one like the rock? I think he um, it's not. I'm not saying. I, I don't know. It was something recently I saw about like there was some. It was he basically tweeted something that was kind of very sexist. Oh, yeah. Let's stick. I with can't Dave remember Batista. what it was now. Yeah, I mean, even though Dave Batista, I think he was. What was it? What or, was the thing that didn't do well? That was it. The black when the Black Widow film wasn't when Scarlett Johansson was suing Disney and Dave Batista's like they should have just made a Drax film instead. <laughs> like. What's that got to do with anything? <laughs> it still would have performed poorly. <laughs> oh yeah, 100%. Or we get Stellan Skarsgård, but he's in his uh, Baron outfit. From, from Yeah, but this is different. He can be just in it again, but he's as the Baron. This could be Alexander from, Skarsgård's um, cameo. From June. And he looks like how he... And he looks like, huh? Oh, he, dude, I was gonna... <laughs> No, we could get Alexander Skarsgård and he could like look how beefy he looks in um, The Northman. Yeah, I was gonna. No, I was gonna say have him. He can have. He can be and Skarsgård. There we go. (laughs) But I want Skarsgård to run like he does in um, on all fours, like he does in that really bad Tarzan film. No. Have you not seen that? That would be weird. No, because I don't watch crap. That's fair. It's such a bad film. Okay, yeah. So Batista and Skarsgård notice them. Quick after them. They could. They could try to ra- radio for somebody. You get that iconic the bit, bit of is like Sonic, boom. <laughs> <laughs> you get that iconic bit of Doctor Who music. It was like dun 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 
dun dun as they're running through the corridor. Yeah. Um <laughs> They could try to radio somebody, but the doctor's like Sonic Boom and the the radios spark and distract the all spark guards. And then they run away and the guards chase them. But they're going in the wrong direction, as in they're heading away from the restricted area. Yeah. From the restricted area. And then it could be a matter of, like, Alex is like, Oh, wait, there's, this, there's a door here. It's locked. We could go and hide in there. Yeah. Quick, through there. Use your, use your pen thingy. A matter of... They've... Alex or some of Alex finding a locked room and the doctor and it could be like restricted not like just staff but like proper like looking restricted it's yeah very restricted <laughs> very restricted <laughs> that's what it says on the door um and she could be like tells... oh no it's locked and she could be like it's locked doctor. and the doctor's like no matter okay. I'll deal with this he opens it they enter, he, he locks it, and they are safe. Because we could also say they rounded the corner and, like, you know, they the guards didn't see them get in there. And then there could be a shot yeah. of the guards running past the door. Yeah, exactly. So they're safe for now. We could even have, yeah, the guards, we could then have a quick thing, the guards stopping Batista and uh, Skarsgård stopping and being like, damn, it looks like they they got away. And it's like, one of us is going to have to go and tell Dav, like, Dav, Ross, Mr. Rossellini. Yeah. Yeah. I like, Something that. like that. We don't Maybe we don't need that, but, like, we we, we want to get as, our money's worth with Batista and Skarsgård. Yeah, you want, them to, you want them to have a nice kind of bit, if you get At it. least it sets up that we can have Batista and Skarsgård in the scenes earlier as well. <laughs> yeah, true. And, you know, Which if it does really well... There'll be... They'll... <laughs> There will be a scene where both Bill Skarsgård and Alexander Skarsgård... No, we should have it there never on screen at the same time. <laughs> okay. Like, whenever the... whenever Yeah, whenever there's a guard on screen with Rossellini, it's Dave Batista. <laughs> yep. Alexander Skarsgård's always outside the room. <laughs> and then, you know, if it does really well, they'll get their own buddy cop spin-off that we'll only executive produce. Because we don't want to be attached to direct. All right. But we're in it for the money. Oh, now I'm just like, we've, we've, we've used Batista in the wrong role. He should have been a Sontaran. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a picture I want instead. I want Dave Batista as a Sontaran. Even if it's not for his cover photo, just send it to me. That'd be great. I ain't going to be able to make that. <laughs> I don't have Photoshop. That'd just be... It, it, it would just be... Oh, that would be everything. It would suit. He'd be a good Santaran. He'd would, look like he... how he looks like in Dune a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, he would. Oh, look, another actor from Dune. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, Dave Bautista was a Santaran. Um, I want nothing else in my life. Oh, wait, we've got three actors from Dune in this film. <laughs> yeah, Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. You Chalamet. said that very well. I said that. Chalamet. Funny. That was, a, that was atrocious, wasn't it? Shalamalay. That's the title of this episode. That's the title of this episode. Harry can't speak. Um, No. I mean, you can't, but yeah. No. Thank you. (laughs) But, yeah, him, Stellan Skarsgård, and Batista. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Now we just need to get... um... Oscar Isaac, Jason Momoa, and Zendaya. (laughs) Maybe Zendaya can be Alex. (laughs) Yeah, why not? People love Zendaya, so we'd get people out to the cinema as well. Of Americans. <laughs> yeah, we need some. We need some. Even though the Scars Guards are technically not American. Yeah, true. Oh yeah, that's very true. Where are they? Are they <laughs> they're not American. They're like, they're, is it Norwegian? Uh, Swedish. Swedish. Oh, okay. Um. Okay, so they stumbled into this. Let's get this human experiment bit at least started planned so that they, they stumble you know they've, they've locked the door behind them they're in this kind I'm sorry, of but, big um, the, the, the Skarsgård mother is called my Skarsgård that's quite that's quite cute my I don't know if it's said as my but 
My Skarsgård. Um, but um, there's still two Skarsgård brothers that I've not heard of. Gustav Skarsgård and Volta Skarsgård. Yeah, I couldn't tell you who they were. I mean, they're actors, I think, because they've both got wik- wik- uh, wikis. Let's have a look. Gustav is a Swedish actor. He is known for roles in Evil, The Way Back, and Kontiki. He also appeared in the HBO TV series Westworld as Mer- as Merlin in the Netflix TV series Cursed and uh, as Floki in the History Channel series Vikings. Right, okay. I have a... And then Volta Skarsgård um, is also in some things, but not anything I've heard of. Not, not nothing I've heard of. He is a Swedish actor. <laughs> they're, oh. all, they're all actors. Oh, wow, Volta Skarsgård is... A year older than me. Well, I wish I wish him well in his endeavours. <laughs> Feel like you're secretly having a breakdown. No, I'm not. You are. Oh. Um. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah. So where were we? So they stumble into this room. They've just locked the door behind them. It's. I'd say it's kind yeah. of. Laboratory esque. Laboratory. Um. And Dexter's in there. Yep, Dexter's in there. Dee dee. Um. Stay out of my laboratory. <laughs> then what? Yeah. What? Um. The doctor. The you doctor know, starts to look around. And gets his. Gets his spectacles on. In a strange old laboratory. And yeah, Alex says, "Is this a new exhibit?" <laughs> is this a exhibit? The doctor is like, "No, dumbass." No, he doesn't say that. The doctor is like, "This tech looks familiar." That's when he gets his um, spectacles on. Pulls pulls out his specs. Pulls out his testicles. <laughs> pulls out his testicles. Alex is like, what are you doing? I um, I recently uh, applied for, because um, I was looking for any any old job, I applied for admin jobs at schools. If, if they, if they, if they ever heard this podcast, I would never get that fucking job. <laughs> yeah, they would, they would, they would turn you down instantly. People are like, oh my god, he's talking about testicles on the internet and he wants to work in a school. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's what they're saying. You Just in so, case um... you are listening, um, I'm actually the white one talking right now. <laughs> Fuck off. It, you, you know, they sit you down in your interview and they just go, so we just want to clarify something. Uh, you're not going to pull out your testicles, are you? And you're like, oh, fuck. No, I, I had an idea um, of what I was saying in, in an interview. I would say I might not have any experience working in a school, but um, I did go to school. <laughs> <laughs> if that's any consolation. Yeah, I'm familiar with the environment of a school, if that helps. I've not been to one. It's funny because one was a boys' school and one was a girls' school. I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> Either one of them's bad to pull your testicles out in, but you know. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, quite, quite, quite terrible, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> What is this podcast? I don't know. It's kind of gone into madness. We're now talking about pulling our testicles out of the fucking skull. Well, I'm, I'm saying I wouldn't. Oh, yeah. That's what I meant, obviously. And if this was Fuck. the old days of our old YouTube channel, I'd have a good response to you, but I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, right. And I respect that. <laughs> I'm a changed man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you still have to tell your neighbours. Yeah, I know. <laughs> sorry, sorry, that joke wasn't there. Ugh, yeah, I respect it. It's fine. <laughs> do you wanna? Do you wanna? Should we plan out this next scene a little bit, or are we are we calling it a day there at testicles of the no, school? No, we can carry. We can carry on a little bit. We've okay. we've spent more time talking about Obi Wan than we have actually doing this thing. So, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> well, that's so not that's true, true, but like basically. Um. Anyway, yeah. So he pulls out his spectacles. Um, whilst also grabbing his testicles <laughs> and goes ow like Michael Jackson okay the episode <laughs> the name of this episode is the doctor does something indecent 
love that so much. <laughs> and I shouldn't. <laughs> oh. Okay, so he takes his he puts his glasses on and looks around. Yep. You know, kind of looking at the various kind of, you know, screens and papers and um Why does Davros have all these testicles in a jar? What's he trying to accomplish? <laughs> I feel like he'd just have I feel like Davros would just have like a room full of legs. That he's trying to use to make himself kind of walk. Why are we? Why do we keep? I just. I don't, why have we brought this? This to testicles. I don't know what's going. I on. I don't know, honestly. But why can't we get away from it? Why can't we get away from the numerous testicles that surround us? <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> Okay, so they start looking around. He's looking, trying to be like, what's going on in this lab? Yeah. Alex looking as well. I think Alex maybe stumbles upon something, and, you know, and then that's when the doctor's like, oh, shit, that's a that's a thing. A room full of legs. No. Just legs. Just legs. No. Why does Davos have all these legs? Because he can't walk and he's trying to learn how to. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alex looking around. Yeah, because that's why he's got the testicles as well. <laughs> to attach to the legs. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh no, Davros wants to attach balls to his feet. Like they're just like I'm saying that like that like the legs have just have their testicles removed for some reason. Well, I don't know about you, but my testicles aren't on my legs. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, they're not, are they? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> They're around the pelvic region. Oh, that's what they are. Right. Oh, right. These are kneecaps. Right. Okay. Um, oh, let's so. just let's um, just move on. Yeah. So you know, Alex stumbles across something. Doctor, come and have a look at this. The doctor kind of runs there's over. There's a person in a tube or something like that. Yeah, like a human Dalek, Khalid. A human test subject. Yeah. Strapped to loads um, of like wires in a in a big test tube. Actually, before that, maybe the doctor could find like part, like you know, the you know, like the outer part, the you know what the the panels look like on a Dalek. He could find like a couple of those or something. Yeah. Uh, find some Dalek panels. He could even be like, "How did this technology even get here?" Yep. Because it could be a lot of it. It could be like all of this, all of this lab stuff. None of this is human. Like. Yeah, exactly. None of this is human. This this is Scaro technology. Yep. Yeah. And maybe that's when the Doctor kind of clocks on what Davros is and trying to accomplish. He's 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 getting there. He's caught, sort of getting there, and then Alex turns and sees a person in a tube. Yeah. Turns and there's a person in a tube, a human test subject. Alex is freaked out. What the hell is that? Doctor, what the hell is that? Freaked out. Is that a person? Doctor rushes over and looks. Now, I don't know what's happened to this person specifically, how they would look, because they've got a, they're being kind of turned into a Dalek, but in the form of how that they're going to be able to put them inside a Dalek. So I don't know how they're going to look. I'd say but more kind of yeah. At least this is definitely like this could still be a this could still be a fully formed person. Yeah, but they they're start, still a test subject. Yeah, they can start to kind of have mutated in a in a very small way. Whether that's you know, um, maybe 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 they're like they're they're kind of awake and they have like a device thing that's like over their mouth, which you think is a breathing apparatus, and they kind of open their eyes and say, "Help me!" But it's in the voice of a Dalek. Yeah. I like that. And the doctor's like, I know what he... And the doctor's like, he doesn't say I know what he's doing, but like, you know, it's implied that the doctor's realising what's going we can, on. And then, he can literally just look at this person and say he's sorry. We could say I'm sorry before the before they say anything. Yeah? Like, they could open their eyes and look like they're in pain and the, the doctor would be doing his I'm sorry bit that he always does. Yeah. Um, and then they'll say, help me, and in the voice of a Dalek, which we've already established is going to be Chris Pratt's voice. Yes. 
Um. <laughs> yeah, perfect, perfect casting, I think there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Sorry, Nick Briggs, um. you're out. <laughs> Chris Pratt. He can have a cameo. He can have a cameo. Yeah, he's the guy in the, he's the, the guy in the test tube. I was, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. And it's just his voice. <laughs> it's just his voice, yeah. And he's like, and the do- and the doctor doesn't recognise anything because he knows the Daleks to sound like Chris Pratt instead. Yeah, exactly. Now I just want to edit a clip of a Dalek with just clips of Chris Pratt from um, Parks and Rec. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> but then put like a filter on it, so it sounds a bit more mechanical. Yeah. Um, the doctor rushes over and looks. The the person moves and opens their eyes. Alex is spooked. The doctor is sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, we get it, doctor. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, then the person is able to speak because that isn't a breathing device on their face. <gasps> it's something else which we can't we don't I don't know, but it's something else. It's something else. And we could say it like lights we could say it like lights up when they talk, sort of how like the Daleks light up when they talk. Yeah, exactly. It's something else that lights up as the person says help me in a Dalek voice. Help the doc- doctor is the doctor is now spooked. The doctor's like, what the Alex. fuck, Alex? Oh fuck off! I'm deleting everything accidentally. There we go. Alex says, "What? What's wrong?" Doctor's like, "What is he doing?" He's like, da- "He's like Davros. What have you done, Davros, my boy? Davros." What have you done? What have you done? What have I done? Um, uh, and then there could be a voice from b- behind that's just like, Intruder! <laughs> yeah, I like that. Doctor and Alex swiftly turn around. He grabs John. To see a, a Dalek. A Dalek, but what colour is this Dalek? Because they keep changing the colours of them. Let's say it's purple. No. He grabs the jar of testicles and he chucks it at the Dalek. And the Dalek's like, bitch, what? This doesn't do anything to me. He's like, have some balls! No, he throws it. (gasps) No, he throws it and says... (laughs) No, 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 no. Throws the jar of testicles at the Dalek and the Dalek is like, joke's on you, I'm into that shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's better than mine. I was going to say, he chucks the jar and says, grow some balls. And chucks it. Nah. It's the Dalek doing skeletal voice saying, Joke's on you, I'm into that shit. <laughs> we spoke a lot about testicles this episode. Testicles. Yes, well, you brought them back. Yeah, I know. It felt right. Let's bring in testicles back. <laughs> Doctor and Alex swiftly turn around to see a Dalek, and, and the Dalek says, and I quote, <laughs> no, says, Extra. That was good. And that was good. shoots, but the doctor and Alex die. By the way, suc- successfully die. <laughs> nice. <laughs> End of film. Credits. <laughs> Credits. Successfully dive away. Um, but then another Dalek. No, it doesn't have to be. That. Like, then another Dalek shows up. Could be. They just get surrounded by Daleks. Yeah. Then they are surrounded by two more Daleks, so three in total. And that's when... We don't want too many. They're escorted away. No, 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 they're going to run to the restricted area. Oh, fair, fair. I don't want them... Because we had that too much where they've just been escorted into a scene. Like, Because I don't want Davros and David to be expecting it. Yeah. Um... Because then it gives more action as well. We get a pro- proper running away sequence. Yeah, true. From th- three Daleks. Yeah. Like through the lab as well. And then as we're running through the lab, we can see there are more tubes with people in them. Yeah, that's a good idea. I like that. Um, 
and we could oh, it could even be a matter of like they round a corner and then like the, 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 the uh, and they when when they eventually leave the room one of the guards is there and then when the dalek bursts through it just shoots the guard dead because <laughs> the, the guard the guard's not expecting an actual dalek sorry dave batista no nah, it'd be scars guard yeah it'd be scars guard wouldn't it batista can die though if we want him to mm. or maybe he gets away no spin-off then. <laughs> no, that's what the spin-off is. It's Dave Batista really kind of down in his luck and Alex Skarsgård's just back from the dead. Down in his luck. I was once at the height of my um my profession as a security <laughs> guard in in the British Museum. <laughs> and now I'm in the Science Museum and it's just not the same. No, it's cooler. They've closed half the exhibits because of COVID. Yeah, it's still cooler. Yeah, no, it is quite cool, isn't it? Because science is cooler than history. Oh, I don't know. I like the History Museum as well. No, I was joking. Because it's the British Museum we're using anyway. Science is cooler than Britain. There we go. That's what I meant. There we go. Yeah. Fuck the English. <laughs> Fuck the British. We stole everything that's in the museums anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you call it the Stolen Museum. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even a joke. Everything that's in those museums we stole. Come at so- us. Come at us, British Museum. <laughs> we went to Africa and was like, oh, wow, this is a very, very, like... This says a lot about this African culture. It could say a lot to the British people. And they just took it and left. And then the Africans are like, but we want that. That's ours. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, well, fuck you. Yeah, get fucked. And that's colonialism. Aww. I mean, yeah. Doctor does. Some- I'm just writing the name of the title down. The Doctor does something indecent. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, I, feel, I feel like the... But- and that's, I feel like the and, and that's colonialism. You could have just ended the entire episode, not even having a goodbye outro. Just and that's colonialism. <laughs> end of episode. Yeah, good done, good done. But nah. and Alexander Skarsgård on the picture. There we go. Nice. <clears throat> um. Uh. So yeah, then the like I was saying, and they they run away. They run around a bit. Uh, eventually leave the lab and the Daleks follow uh, Skarsgård dies the Benny Hill music plays while they're running away no no um yeah Skarsgård dies um Batista's not around at the moment he's no you'll uh, have a set anything You'll have a separate scene of Batista discovering his body and just breaking down. That's the end credits. Yeah, because we really want to show off. No, the end credits is um, is um, Dave Batista in a bar, like down on his luck drinking, and then someone approaches him and says, "I want to talk to you about the Torchwood Initiative." <laughs> yeah, I know. Which we've already teased. You know what? I actually quite like that. Weirdly, <laughs> but I want it, I want it, then, I want Batista no, to show no, off I've his acting I've got it. No, I've got it. I've got it. Got it. And it's like it's a it's a full on scene. It's not just a short scene. It's a full on scene. It's like I believe you served in, in in this in this army. And Batista's like, yeah. So what? And it's like, I want to talk. Well, well, looks like I've got a mission for you, Captain Jack. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! I want to talk to you about the Torchwood Initiative. Are we now confirmed? <laughs> and then it's like, it sets up our sequel or our spin-off, which will be um, Dave Batista as Captain Jack Harkness. So are we confirming? Right here, right now, that Dave Bautista is the new Captain Jack Harkness. He will go on to become like the known at. He will be. He will go on to become the Captain Jack Harkness we all know. I was about to say no one love, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, um, yeah, we know him. No, I like. Um, I like Dave Bautista as Captain Jack Harkness. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, and we later find out that um, Alexander Skarsgård was his husband. Oh, just just to keep the gay thing going. Oh, bless him. <laughs> yeah, because then in the spin-off, <laughs> in the spin-off, you could have a flashback to him discovering the body and really sharp Batista's like acting skills. Oh, we'll make him pansexual. Yeah. So he he'll date anyone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Dave, yeah, confirmed. Dave Batista is Captain Jack, but that's and that's the end credit scene. I like that. What? Yeah. <laughs> Write that down. I okay. End credits. Batista <laughs> is Captain Jack. <clears throat> so at first it would just be like 
Um, it's been a long time since we've seen each other, Jack. You know how you doing? Just Jack. Yeah, you know, his name's just Jack. Like, um, and then you talk about when he served in the army, and then he calls and he's like, "Well, Captain, I want to talk to you about the Torchwood Initiative." <laughs> and then it will take fans piecing it together, being like, "Oh my God, his name was Jack. He's a captain, and he's going to work for Torchwood. It's Captain Jack Harkness." Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it's Dave Bautista. It's Dave Bautista. And he's being recruited by David Hasselhoff's Nick Fury. Maybe David Hasselhoff, but not Nick Fury. Okay. <laughs> just David Hass just a random David Hasselhoff. He can he can be like, Well what do they call you, Mr. House like Mr. Recruiter Man? He's like, Ah, oh, well they just they call me the face of Bo <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of another like. He just goes. Think, is there like another Doctor Who character? Is there even another Doctor? No, he can turn around and. Oh, okay. No, I know exactly who it is that recruits him. I swear to God, if you're about to say that he's Yvonne Hartman, I'm gonna lose it. No, oh, I know. I know. No, I wasn't. Who's he gonna be? I was gonna say. Pete Tyler. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and then, then the spin-off isn't just a spin-off. It's a Torchwood trilogy that ends. With Pete Tyler creating clones of himself and becoming the villain. Oh, I love that. Which brings back our thing. And then that happens in the second film. And then in the third film, he opens the multiverse and he goes to try and kill Goku and Vegeta, which brings it back to that picture I made. We're linking it. <laughs> we've, we've really linked these together. Uh, okay, maybe not the multiverse stuff, because I don't know if we're going to be able to get Goku and Vegeta into this film. They're very expensive. Um... <laughs> nice. <clears throat> But no, yeah, it should be definitely it should definitely be Pete Tyler. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I want to write this movie. What's uh, going? On? I want to write this as well. To be fair, it's not Doctor Who, so it could be our next film. It could be, or like an event series or something like that. I like that. <laughs> so Batista is Captain Jack, and he is recruited by Pete Tyler. And then we can find out in the film that um, he's like he's mad because he he's actually against the Doctor as Torchwood originally kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's like, actually, you know, he he's the reason my daughter's dead. Yeah. Um, and then we can find out also that Rose isn't dead. Yeah. <gasps> she's that she's trapped in another dimension, and that opens the multiverse. Yeah. Boom. Why have we just written a so much better movie in this like last ten minutes? I like that though. I like that. Oh, that's crazy. I want Captain to write that. Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. <laughs> I want to write okay, that. Okay. Um. This got. This has gone off the rails, but that is pretty much it. Runs around, leads the lab, and the Daleks follow. Skarsgård dies, and then could be another version of Skarsgård in the multiverse as well. Yeah. Exactly. It it opens up so many options. I'm just making notes. Multiverse, Torchwood, Rose Tyler dead? Question mark. Uh, Skarsgård alive. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Cool. Um, next time we just we need to get to the restricted area, and I feel like the more is going to need to happen, but we'll get there. Yeah. But just think, we've also you know we've just discussed spin-offs and endless possibilities. Yep. I'm the so spin-off is definitely endless possibilities because of the multiverse. I'm so excited. And it'll lead up to an event film that will bring the Doctor into it. It <clears> genuinely <throat> makes me want to write that as well. We'll get there. We'll get there. We will. We will. <laughs> well, look, we this, wanna... has now become the, this has now become the Doctor Who Cinematic Universe podcast, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I feel like we've just... The, D, the, the DWCU. The DWCU. You heard it here first, kids. The The Dwooku. The Dwooku. <laughs> Look forward to it, guys. Welcome, welcome to the Dwooku. Jesus Christ. Well, look, we want to know exactly what you think. Do you are you excited for the Dwooku? Are you not excited for the Dwooku? <laughs> Please let us know. What are your opinions on our over excessive use of testicles in this episode? Again, please let us know. Um, and somehow we brought Pete Tyler back into it. And we brought Pete Tyler back into it. What more do you guys fucking want? You've had stakes. You've had drama. You've had humour. I don't know what else you need, to be quite frank. Um, 
lost my train of thought please let us know please write in you can get to us on any form on facebook twitter or instagram we are two smoking microphones we will come up um you can also email in at the two smoking microphones podcast at gmail.com um we also have our own personal twitter accounts where we write personal opinions on things connor is at connor jordan underscore 96 and i'm at harry young edits as well um, you can find out all the stuff we are doing there as well. We've got some some cool and exciting things planned. We've got the Dwooku now. That is uh, going to become a very big staple of our podcast, clearly. Um, yeah, thank you so much for, for joining us. We really appreciate it, as always. Yeah, I just... I just I want to I want to know what you think about the Dwooku and about our Torchwood idea. Please, genuinely. Yeah, genuinely, because that's something that's... That's actually quite exciting because I will happily write that as our next thing. I have so many good ideas. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be so good. It's gonna be so good. I should be in charge of Doctor Who. I I always knew it should it would come to this. <laughs> You've discovered your true sh- calling. My true calling is to write Doctor Who. It probably is as well. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Just because I don't care enough about the franchise to have like a personal stakes in it, but I. I have a lot of random dumb ideas that would be great. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. Well, yeah, no, please, genuinely, let us know about this torture idea, because this is something that we will generally write on this podcast if people want it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, please let us know. Have a great week. Um, and we'll see you soon.